Hey, what's going on, world? It's your man, Avery Fawcett. Sorry, Muhammad. Just strive. Hey, this is the Giving the Game podcast, and we are back with another episode, man. It's been a while, but we are back in action. What's up, fellas? What's going on, brother? Great, greatness, greatness, greatness. Man, that's what's up. Good to be back. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's been a while. It's been a while, man, and... I know y'all had a lot on y'all's plate. I still see y'all active on Instagram and stuff like that, yeah. going live and stuff like that, still making the moves, yes, and that's what it's about, man. Um, same here, uh, baby girl. She's showing out in track. She's an All-American. Um, she came in eighth overall in the nation in the 800. Uh, she came in four, no, in the 400, and then she came in uh, third overall in the nation in the 800. Wow. And then she came in 13th overall in the nation in the third in the, um in the 200. That's so now yeah, bro, she killing it. She killing she it. She only middle. eight, she bro. She got a lot of confidence too. <laughs> hey, she she be killing it, bro. So now yeah. we got to go to um Texas. We uh, go to Houston, Texas um on August 1st. Mm-hmm. And we'll be out there for Junior Olympics. So she qualified to go to That's the Junior Olympics, bro. Wow. In Houston, Texas. Yeah, man. So when is it again? Uh, in August, August first, man. August, August first, man. Look, look, she working, bro. She working. So what's new with y'all, fellas, man? Man, bro, training hard, getting back, you know, right. Um, shoot, when I had COVID a couple months, my numbers and kind of been went down in the powerlifting, but I'm getting back to my norm. How I'm feeling, been feeling good, getting my diet right. You know what I'm saying? Um, shoot, we went out this morning. I went out with the brothers this morning. We was out in the community. Uh, talking it up with some people, building with people, you know how we do, and uh, and it was good, good love. Like notice, I I've been like in a real charitable uh, spirit this week, uh, this and on all levels, you know what I'm saying, just giving back, not just uh, physically, but uh, you know with with thoughts that come to mind, you know what I'm saying. When, whoever I get in contact with, if if it's on my spirit, I'm gonna say it. So. Facts, <laughs> I'm enjoying the process of getting it oh, done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I ain't rushing it. I already know. It's nothing too much to it right now. Look, I already know. I'm pushing through. Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, side, bro, you um hit me up. You just like, um, let's get on the podcast, man. You know me. I'm got this baby on the way. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. got the baby on the way? No, me. <laughs> 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 hey, side, you got something on the way, bro? Nah, nah but I got that cooking. Shit, um, that stove cold. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so me, man, I got this thing on. I got my baby on the way, bro. Um, and you know, me and my wife, man, just trying to get stuff together. You know what I'm saying? As far as the house, um, throwing away a lot of stuff. You know, um, flipping one of the rooms and you know, um, stuff like that, man. So it's a lot going on that I'm trying to dedicate my time to. You know, before my little girl get here, man. Yes, and um, so that's why I was like, you know, fellas, man, I'm going to take some time off, yeah. so I can get this stuff situated. You know what I'm saying? Because my wife, she talk about how bad she want to flip the stuff around, but she can't do nothing. She can barely yeah. roll over in the bed now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I'm uh, just trying to dedicate all my time and my efforts, you know, to my family and making sure my little girl uh, 
when she comes, she taking care of. But also Carson, like I said, she doing a lot of tracking stuff. So I'm like, yeah, man, let me get my priorities right, and then you know we get back on the podcast stuff like that. But yeah. I was like, you know what? Life always gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so sure. shit, like, sure. why not? Let's get back on it. So when you hit me, you was like. Let's do the podcast. I'm like, I bet. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Carson out of town this week. You know what I'm saying? She don't come back till Sunday. So I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. It's perfect timing. And um, you hit me with a topic. You said breaking mental bondage. Breaking Breaking mental mental bondage. bondage. Yeah. Breaking mental bondage, man. Um, Well, why I was inspired by this topic, by ignorant conversation I was having that I feel was... I, you know, I was having one of my peers, man. Um, we, you know, I, I just like building with people, and actually, I embrace and um, enjoy like disagreement because you know, in, in the righteous way, in the in, in the bestest manners, because you kind of come to understand what both parties are coming talking about. So it's like, you know, I was li- really listening to what he's saying, trying to find logic out of it, but I couldn't really grip like nothing that the, it, everything was like bothering my spirit. You know what I'm saying? So we was talking about on the lines of. Uh, you know, our history as a people and our current state as a people. And we were talking about, we went all the way as far as slavery and all the way up now to like the 20th century. We're in 2021 right now, about to go in 2022. Mm-hmm. And we just saying like, I was telling him like, bro, the conditions we in right now, you know, are, we can't put it all on ourselves because we've been deprived as a people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've we've had a lot of things stripped from us. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like down to our native land, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, down to our native tongue, you know what I'm saying? Our culture, and, and, and we've been we've been sent brought here by force, um, you know what I'm saying? So when the Caucasian came and got us as a people, he didn't ask us to come build America. He said he forced us. He forced you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Forced us to come here. Yeah. So now we here. And he's forcing his religion on us and forcing his ways on us to put us in submission. Mm-hmm. If you look in the Bible. Um, you'll see different quotes and different things down the line of saying, obey your slave master, right? Or, or um, you know, turn the other cheek, those are things of that nature that the man put in those books to keep us in submission. So as a slave, you think that's okay and that's mm-hmm. the way. See what I'm saying? So they was master manipulators, you know, so, and, and, and they, they, they turned... You, they had us hating each other. Right. You know, they had the light skin in the home and the dark, dark skin, skin in the, the uh, in the field. So, trying to see a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it goes it goes all the way back. We can't forget and rewrite that history. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Because it all plays a part at where we at now. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was telling him, all even down into the education in the mm. school systems, even African American studies. Who is coming out with the curriculum or passing this curriculum? Why is it that when you take an African American study, certain men aren't mentioned. Right. Why isn't Minister Farrakhan mentioned? Mm-hmm. Why isn't Elijah Muhammad mentioned? Why is Michael Mesh not mentioned? And even if he's mentioned, it's in a bad light. Or Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. These are men that gathered black men and came up and took a stand, you know what I'm saying, as black men, revolutionaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, why isn't these men mentioned? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan called one million black men to Washington, D.C., and over two million showed up with I no mean, violence. Why there. isn't it that? Why isn't that, why isn't that in the history? You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Um, Fred Hampton was a revolutionary, young black man, Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't Elijah Muhammad talk about? If people talk about Elijah Muhammad, you don't really hear young people mm-hmm. mentioning that. And this man literally produced... Three of the most powerful black men on the planet, mm-hmm. as far as teaching Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, 
and Arnold Miss Louis Farrakhan. And this and Arnold Elijah Muhammad had a third grade education. Yeah. And people don't know that. And people ask like, why, why, why did he have a third grade education? He had to help his family financially. Right. They were sharecroppers. You know what I'm saying? So he 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 dropped out of school and it was helping his family in the field. Mm-hmm. But this like who's coming up with this education? You see what I'm saying? It's it's the Caucasian man. He's trying to constantly rewrite his wrongs, but he's not admitting of his faults. You see what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. And and his actions are not proven to be that I'm trying to make a change. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I just don't like when people try to mix education with. So you, you said know, so you said your boy he was talking, but it was kind of like. He was trying to play um, the Uncle Tom role. Yeah, I, I ain't like that, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, that was bothering me. I had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to just say how I said it with you now. Like, I was just breaking down our history. Like, you have to know our history and know where we at down in the current state and know that it's not, you know what I'm saying, our fault. Yeah, we have to take responsibility to each other and hold each other accountable in our current state. We can't keep pointing the finger, but we got to understand how we got here. Right, you know what I'm saying. And What's I, the root and of that? So you think that's the way to break mental bondage? Yes, sir. Is by understanding how we got here. Right. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You have to know the full story in order to go past. Right. And keep going. You got to know the full story. You can't just start in in the present. Right. You know what I mean? Like how are you gonna be able to to create the future or 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 make something go long down the road if you don't know what happened before? Right. You know right. I mean? Right. Like you know. And I was telling him, man, shoot, us, us as people, we can't be racist. I, I hate when people be saying, like, man, you a racist and stuff. Man, I can't be racist. Man, who brought that type of language in, in history to the forefront? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Who are the real racists? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. We, we If we talk, if we want to get down to it, the, the Caucasian man, everywhere he goes, it has, or he lands or puts his flag, it's, it's never been peace and harmony. It's always been chaos and destruction. Right. I'm talking about all over this planet. You know right. what I'm saying? That's always been his agenda. It's always have. That's his track record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's bringing him up on charges? You know what I'm saying? If we getting really down to the facts. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I had went in a mental space with him. You know what I mean? I had to get there. And I don't like bringing it up, but it's something that has to be known. It has to be well studied as men. And black men be, in particular. And it got to be talked about. Yes, sir. got to be talked about. That's like when I had the uh, Juneteenth event over there in Gladedale. You know, I was over there with the kids and I was just looking at, you know, the environment that our that our people over there in that area, how they live and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was looking at the grass. You know, it's the little things that we pay attention to. And some people don't, especially like if you live over there. But like I, I paid attention to the grass. You know what I'm saying? Like they cut the grass, but a whole lot of dirt patches over there. You know what I'm saying? But then I paid attention to the trees and the shrubs. Trees and the shrubs wasn't even cut. You know, then I paid attention to the structure of the houses of the apartments over there. The structure of the apartments looked like it looked like boo boo. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then I paid attention to the paint. The paint was chipping. Then I paid attention to the fact that shit, they don't even care much to even uh, pressure wash over here. They don't even pressure wash these buildings over here. Mm -hmm. Then I've looked in the back. You see the clothesline hangers, you know, in the back. So it it shows right there like this is the project. That's that's a that's a sign of. Up the project, but this is what I had to get my kids to realize that lived over there. If y'all continue, if y'all continue to allow the people to treat y'all like this by not putting no grass down, by not uh, trimming your trees and your shrubs, by not coming over here pressure washing your building or painting your building or even coming inside of your homes and and, and redecorating your your in, the inside of your home, when you leave this environment, mm-hmm. when you leave. 
you're going to go and do the same thing to your new home. You're going to go and do the same thing. Absolutely. And that's that's mental bondage, bro. Absolutely. Basically, what it's doing is setting them up for generational failure. Yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that we got to teach our people that the environment that you live in, you already know if you don't like it, if you don't like it, then you got to do something about it to change it. You got to do something about it to change it. But a lot of times, bro, the, I, I wrote this down. Conditions versus conditioned. A lot of our people are conditioned, bro. They conditioned to live a certain type of way. And it comes down from, like you said, it comes from slavery. It comes from slavery. It comes from that bloodline. You know what I'm saying? And the only and the only reason why they're conditioned is because of their conditions. You know what I'm saying? The type of conditions that they lived in. So that's why when they leave... Everything fucked up. They whole mind. You know what I'm saying? They mindset because their conditions was fucked up. And now because their conditions was fucked up, their minds is gonna be fucked up. And now they can they're gonna be conditioned. And when they're conditioned, their kids gonna be conditioned to live a certain type of way. And now we got a generation of kids doing the same shit over and over and over again, repeating the cycle, bro. So the real question is, how do we break mental bondage? Like you said. Bruh, we got to know our history. Yeah, got to know our history. That too. And um, even what you said, Avery, about, you know, the situation with the uh, housing authorities. Like what you said, the housing authorities mm-hmm. with the children. Yep. Um, I, I, I once talked to um, my, my stepfather one time, and um, he was telling me about when he, when he grew up. He grew up, like, in Section 8 housing mm-hmm. as well down in Columbia. And um, he was basically telling me, that, that he felt like he felt as if he was in a trap at, at, at one point because you know like they were all kind of like when we was in Chicago you know when we rolled past uh, Old Block yeah. and they were like fenced caged in, in caged in he said he felt that way then he's like the only and when you step outside that environment because it is an environment when you step outside that environment the only thing that they had was like a, a liquor store like a Piggly Wiggly, you know, we mm-hmm. all know the Piggly Wiggly. Right, 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 church right, right. at the corner. Right, yeah, a little church at the corner, something like that along those lines. Crazy, and he was like, he he realized that it was a pattern for like people on Friday to like the the, the biggest goal was literally on Friday when everybody get paid was to like hit the liquor store, a Piggly Wiggly, buy that. It ain't. It ain't. It's definitely not Harris Tea to meat mm, in there. It's wow. no fresh. It's no fresh fruit in there at all. We've wow. been in Piggly Wiggly, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's. It, he basically felt like he was in bondage, you know, there. And I think that another another point there in what you were saying. I think that we should realize what's going on around us, like as a people. When you even mm-hmm. when we're even in those situations, I can say that my mom, I my mom realized it. I and. When, when I was really young and mm-hmm. as a child, you're like, man, I want to stay where I'm at. But she realized, like, hey, our situation isn't, isn't yeah. is, I, I want better for myself and mm-hmm. my children. And our situation isn't becoming. So she moved us. And in the midst of that, I'm happy she did it, but I didn't understand it. I was pissed. I'm like, where are we going? Like, this is not what mm-hmm. I'm used to. Mm-hmm. It's what you're used to. It, mm-hmm. it, it becomes condition. Your condition. There you go. <laughs> condition. It, yeah, so. it, it becomes a normal thing to, like, not even understand what's going on on the other side of the town or even the other side of, you know, right. outside of your environment. Mm-hmm. So it's literally just, I think, it's everything we're talking about, but it's in, but it's also just realizing what's, what's right mm-hmm. and what's wrong. It's not right for us to live in those conditions, right. conditions in no way, shape, shape or form. Yeah. 
Straight up. Nah, that's real. I, it's some children, bro, that hasn't even been downtown, like, for real. Like, so when they come, they be, like, amazed. I'm talking about in the city, bro, because mm-hmm. I remember doing them, like, programs, volunteering with the children and stuff. And, like, when we would take them out, when we had, like, the Young Savers Academy, uh, you know, and different things of that nature, a lot of them hasn't even, like, seen, like, the downtown area or, like, the South Charlotte area just kind of be confined to them little small, you know what I'm saying, Sunset, Beatty's Four Road. So it's it's a hell of a thing. It's kind of like sad a little bit, you know right. what I'm saying? Not even a little bit. It is sad, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, when they see that, they don't. It's it's crazy, bro. Like I feel like it shrinks like they're thinking. They feel like they not they don't belong there, but in reality, it's theirs yep. to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just theirs to begin with. It's just. It takes it takes people, bro. It takes men like us to to you know what I'm saying for go in the community, you know what I'm saying and, and show them the way. You know what I'm saying. If we don't do it, who gonna do it? Right. You know what I'm saying. True. Question. So, is the hood a trap? Absolutely. I don't even know who came up with that terminology. Termin- but but to be honest, uh, it's 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 a worldwide, it's a global thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like. It's a global thing. Everybody, like, nigga is a global word. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain words, key words we have as black people, that's just normal now. You know what I'm saying? Slang. And uh, it, it is a trap. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely a trap. A trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, shoot, the word the trap. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a thing. I'm telling you, so much stuff that's, you know what I'm saying, we confined to and we don't even know how to bridge out of that, like. We see it. I know you see it with with our peers. Like I got friends. I grew. I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in a in a place of, of, of that, that you can call the hood, right? Um, or, or being close to one. I'm sure you got friends, mm-hmm. Avery. I have friends Avery, that's still in the hood. Still in the they're hood. Still, yeah. They're still doing hood things. Yeah. They're still robbing doing, <laughs> or, or, or selling. You know, whatever yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Along the lines Straight of up. being in the hood. Um, but yeah, it's a trap because as much as you love those folks, as much as you want um them to be on not even the same page as you but just being maybe the same light as you outside of the hood it's hard to pull those yeah. those some of those folks out like that that mentality is a trap it's right, a trap right, mentality right. um i got good friends of mine i'm like you know when i went through a, a huge change in my life like i'm like yo come on let's do this let's do this and it's like it's not an understanding there it's like what are you talking about mm-hmm. that's not what it- <laughs> right 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 so, right right it's um, not normal you know what I'm saying? It's not normal. It's uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable for them. It's very uncomfortable. It's like, it's literally like going against the grain completely. Wow, man. I know, you know, we always heard those sayings like, you know, God gives his greatest battles, you know, you know, those battles, the hard battles to his strongest soldiers, man. Us as people, I know he wants us to make, bring his kingdom, you know, in, into this universe, you know what I'm saying, and have us on the forefront as a people, you know, because you know he's he's brought us through so much, you know, we've seen a lot as a people and been through a lot, um, and to still be here when when we've been tried, when when been people have been tried to write us out of history, you know, so many times it, it shows it shows how we are as a people. If we can just get that unity unity part, man, we. We'll take over, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying we'll one, take over. One of the things that, one of the things that um I really been working on, man. Um, these last couple of weeks, um, since I created this partnership with the Mecklenburg Council of Elders, is creating um upper mobility for our people. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And I feel like that's one of the ways that we can uh, break mental bondage for the black community is by creating upward mobility, finding, getting, helping felons get jobs, helping people in Section 8 get jobs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I realize is that parents, a lot of parents that have the mentality of bondage to their environment hurt their kids. Um, me and my wife, man, we went to lunch today and um, we sat with one of the uh, individuals. Uh, you met Miss Rebecca, um, white lady, right. and her husband. We sat with her and her husband at their house. They invited me over. They've been real supportive of what I've been doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was telling me about one of the parents and the kids and stuff like that, man. I'm just sitting there thinking like, damn, like, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But one of the things that I'm starting to see about some of the parents in the community that she's referring to is like some of them just have the mentality that they just don't care. Like they just don't want to get out. And really, they just they don't understand that they really hurting their kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how do parents with the hood mentality or the mentality of being stuck in bondage to their to their environment hurt our children is the question how how do they hurt our children because i was watching the video of like kodak black mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying he's like his son said i'm about to get fucked y'all seen that video yeah, that. i'm about no, to get I didn't even see that. his son yeah i'm about to get fucked kodak was like what about to get what wow. son was like i'm about to get fucked and kodak was like Nah, wait, son. Nah, you ain't about to get fucked. You do the fucking. Right. He didn't correct it. He didn't correct it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with that type of mentality, you got to understand what type of child you bringing into the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's so many, it's so many of our parents, whether they know it or not, creating demons, bro. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. They creating demons. You know what I'm saying? They create and problem children. Mm-hmm. So how do parents really sit there? How do parents hurt our children? Mm-hmm. For one, like I said, Kodak Black. Yeah. Parents that um, get the, getting this money, this stimulus money, this little $200, $300, mm-hmm. spend their money on drinks, on weed and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Not doing the right thing. How how are parents are contributing to the 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 society that our young kings and queens are living in it's right now. It's sad, man. It's sad. Like it's sad. It's something like literally. Sometimes you can cry about some crap. The crap that 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 we're talking about right now. It's 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 so sad because these aren't things that happen in the in the you know the Caucasian household mm-hmm. on many occasions. Now I'm not saying it's, it goes. It's not a. It's not a situation that's never happened before. I'm talking mm-hmm. about literally on a tipping scale. We are. We will. We'll literally take the t- the scale through the roof in the black community when it comes to just how hurt people are hurting mm-hmm. people because that's what it is. I think that's all it is. Are hurt. hurt. Our parents are hurt from pain, parents. bro. And and the thing and the traumas that we we've experienced um through through just decades and decades and decades of of of. of of hurt, right, and it goes all the way back to what you were saying. Also, side with um, the teachings and mm-hmm. and 
how how it came about all the way back to slavery. It's a, it's a mentality. We are still hurt as a people. No matter mm-hmm. how much we grow right now, we have to attack the we have to attack the 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 bull at his at his head first. We literally have to take him by his head first. Absolutely. And until we do that, mm-hmm. hurt Absolutely. people will still hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know, parents. You know, we we we're saying that it's you know, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault in no way, shape, or form. It's just no one's ever taught them the correct way. We should honestly, honestly, man, you know how we have math, sciences, um, mm-hmm. English, social studies. social studies, all these things. We should, and it literally, because it starts with the children, we should literally put into public schools because I, most of 95% of the black community is in public mm-hmm. schools. It's just that's what we can afford. Right. And we should really create a class. Like yeah. the, it's a, it should be a Black History class, not a Black History Month. It should be a class mm-hmm. where you literally learn Black history from first grade to twelfth, and white, Black, Mexican, uh, Asian, every child should learn about that history. Mm-hmm. We built America. We we mm-hmm. literally built this place. If you're in America, you should learn about Black history, and not only should we learn about Black history. We should learn what it takes and what it's like to be a black person in America. Mm-hmm. So that the next generation and that generation to come, will, will it, it might not be cops. It might not be, you know, less uh, uh, people of, of, of high status shitting on people of, of mm-hmm. lower status, lower status. You know, it might not be so many cop killings because it's mm-hmm. being taught in, in, in public school. Right. Like, yeah. on the tip of the scale, you get what I'm saying no, with that? Like, I think that it should be that. I know I kind of like drifted off with that with that piece, you know, like we were talking about um, how how parents are hurting, you know, the children, mm-hmm. but that's on the lines to the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I, it, I, I feel way. like us as men, we 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 can't call ourselves black men in particular, and and I'm 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 passionate about this because you know what I'm saying it's it's us, we in it, you know what I'm saying, and there's no shame or no slight to a Caucasian or anybody that's a, right. offended by it, but right, this right. is the truth. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. it because this is what's going on. This is what has happened. But we can't call ourselves um, alpha males, black men right now because we still answering to the man for everything. Mm-hmm. We, 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 not, we haven't regained that throne yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why our households are a chaos at the point as far as our women and children. You know what I'm saying? Who really has control over your child? Right. You see what I'm saying? When he leaves the house, where is he going? Right. You know what I'm saying? Really, we need our own teaching. We need our own schools because, look, look at the person who's constantly trying to rewrite our history. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and water it down. Mm-hmm. Why, why? We don't have no fight in us right now as a people. And, and I was just to bounce off with Nick saying, going ahead at the bull. They literally broke that at slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, this, it gets real deep and Dude. sick how, how the, the ways they've done to get us to break and to stop fighting back. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, do we still have that give up mentality and no fight back in this time? Absolutely. And the children, when children come out, their only example is their parents. That's yeah. the only people that they look up to. Yeah. So, if, if your mother is not fighting and your father is not fighting and giving in, what you think your child going to do? You know what I'm saying? There has to be a special child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's real hard. That's, that's some adversity for a child to, to break. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, I'm looking at my mother and my father, but we don't have no fight in the community. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why we're still in the condition that we are in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know the odds are against us. But we got to start patrolling ourselves, you know what I mean? We got to stand up, man. We got to stand up and really um, take accountability for our own people. We got to stop thinking that the white man is supposed to save us. 
You know what I'm saying? We got to, like you said, we got to be the ones to create these curriculums. We got to be the ones to open up these schools and open up these damn farms and shit like that, creating our own crops and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, like you said, they're going to water down everything. They're going to water down everything. They're going to teach what they want to teach. And they're going to tell us what they want to tell us. It is what it is. You see what they're doing right now with the vaccine, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, either you get the vaccine or you don't go to school. You know what I'm saying? That's a white man's mentality. And they can do that because it's their world right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, we we don't have nothing to fall back on. We can't even, you know, I I hear sometimes, man, you got to really, you got to think about it. You got to think about, like, the art of war, too, man. You got to think about this. This is a real deep thing. How can you go to war with someone that's providing you all your resources? Mm-hmm. We have none. Every people except us have things and lined up except us as people. We the only people that's just in the middle of everything. The China man has his own stores. The Vietnamese, you know what I'm saying? The white man. We the only ones that we don't have nothing we can call our own. You see right. what I'm saying? So if we was to go to war, whose hospitals are we bringing our wounded soldiers to? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where are we taking our children to learn? Like, we literally... Need we we really leaning on them for everything? Who's right. giving us our own money, you know money and stuff? We still ain't get reparations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we, we need that, bro. It's so much. It's it's so much, bro. It's it's it, we. It goes deeper than what we really think. Beyond what the eye can really see, bro. It, it gets deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's hey man, let's go on this commercial, bro, man. We um we this is the giving the game podcast, y'all. We are getting deep on this topic, man. Breaking mental bondage, man. And we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, we are back. This is the Giving the Game podcast, man. We appreciate y'all listening to us, man. Again, today we are talking about breaking mental bondage. This topic has been pretty dope so far, fellas. Um, let's go ahead and continue, man, where we left off, man. Yes, sir. We was talking about, um, talking about you know, our people and uh, how you know, we need to establish something for ourselves. Like, I believe self-preservation is the law of survival. You know what I'm saying? You can't establish, you can't do anything for anyone until you establish something for us, you know, ourselves as mm-hmm. a unit. And it's not it's not selfish that we're thinking about our people because other, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't feel no type of way for a Caucasian man to say, I'm doing this for my people or Hispanic man saying they do it for his people. It's the, it's the natural way to, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's our kind, you know what I'm saying? We can mingle in with, you know, people and stuff like that, but we got to have something strong and base for our own. And we don't have that as people, you know what I mean? And, and you know, that's how I feel about it. We don't. Yeah, that's real. It's, you know, so, but um, as far as the children's concerned, you know, I, we got to care enough to want to save them or, or they're going to go down the same path and we're just going to keep repeating history. Right. You know what I mean? Like you said, um, you said something about um, just knowing our history, man, uh, earlier. And when you, as you kept talking, I, you know, I was listening to you. And um, one of the biggest things that we do need to realize is that the reason why we can't or we haven't really fully come together as a culture or as black men and women is because of the history of the breaking of the black man and the black woman, mm-hmm. how they separated us. You know what I'm saying? You could go back all the way back to Willie Lynch, yes, you know, the Willie Lynch letter, how he's how he came in and told him, you know, what I'm saying you, you take this black man and you whoop his ass pretty much. In front of all his people, mm-hmm. you tie his legs to one to one. Uh, you tie his arms and legs up to a horse. You know what I'm saying? You 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 make a a black man 
watch his wife getting raped. You know what I'm saying? You take this black man and make him fight the smallest black man. You take the biggest black man and uh, make him fight to death. You know what I'm saying? You you take the dark skinned nigga and you put him in the outside of the house. Put him on the outside of the house. You take the light skin, put him on the inside. You make them fight against each other. And now all you see today is the same exact thing. You see the same exact thing. And it became it. And the only reason why it's like that, bro, is because we were conditioned like that. Yes, sir. And the condition have never been broken. It hasn't been broken. And that's because we are in mental bondage. You see, it's in our DNA. It's in our DNA to be this way. And see, we have to realize that it's in our DNA. But it's going to take strong brothers like yourself to keep doing what you're doing like you was doing today. It's going to take strong brothers like yourself. It's going to take brothers like myself to go out here in these communities, into these in these communities, into these schools and talk to these young men and women and get them to understand. You know why you don't like your brother? You know why you don't like your sister? It's because the white man made you this way. And he, he put fear in your heart. Since a baby. He put fear in your mom, in your grandparents' heart, in your great granddaddy's heart, mm-hmm. and now it trickled down to you. And this was generations ago, and right. you still have that same fear, you still have that same hatred in your heart towards your brother and sister. Mm-hmm. See, we got to get our brothers and sisters to realize this is this is why we are the way we are. This is why we are the way we are. This is why we go out in the streets and we so quick to pick up a gun and kill each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is why you can turn on music and it's so quick to hear another black man. You don't even, if you hear a rap song today, you don't even got to guess who he talking about. He talking about killing another black man. You ain't got to guess. You ain't got to guess. You really don't. You ain't got to guess. You know, if he talking about walking down, he talking about walking down another nigga, killing him. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. So you ain't got to guess. This has been planted in our DNA from the very beginning. From the very beginning, we've been planted in these conditions and and we've been conditioned from the very beginning. They put us in these projects at the very beginning and they keep putting our kids and these and our people in these projects. And it's up to us, the people right here at this table and whoever else want to get involved to get out here in these streets and get our people to understand like, bro, sis, you better than that shit. Like you don't have to live this way. That is not your enemy. That's your brother. That's your sister. Like let's work together. We don't. We you know it's so crazy because oftentimes I can (laughs) I can say that I have to catch myself plenty of times. It's not something that I hold a trait for anymore. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we don't even know we had that trait within us, like to walk past another black man and not speak or nod your head. Yeah, bro. Because it's like a (laughs) void there or something, or it's like you. You you feel a certain way. I don't mm-hmm. remember the feeling, but I, it's been plenty of times in my life where I'm like, in the gym, might be working out. I'm looking a certain way. I have to be so mm. locked mm. in that another person can't look at me. But I don't mm. see that in another race in this world. I don't see that with another species in this world. You know, we're the only people that do that. Even animals greet animals. Mm. You know, I never seen that in any other race. Right. But I but our people. And I'm not saying that we're the only people that do that, but it, we do it. We do it the most, especially black men, black women as well. I, yeah. I, just, I just seen 
My mom say, my mom be out say performing on TV. My mom like, oh, ass faker. You know what I'm saying? So something <laughs> about you know, it's just a it's a hate mentality. You know, mm-hmm. it's a um, it's a hate mentality that's been placed in us. Right. And, take, and it goes all the way back from what you were saying, like from 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 that place. But yeah, we bro. don't even notice we carry it sometimes. Yeah, it takes I know. attacking it. Yeah, it takes literally attacking that. Like, damn, why do I feel that way about someone that I don't know? Why didn't I speak to that guy? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a maybe he's doing the same. You never know how many opportunities you miss by literally just keeping your mouth closed and mm-hmm. he's doing the same thing you're doing you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you might like him you never know but you never but you never know now you know you but you you know that could be somebody that's a lifelong partner who mm-hmm. knows when you're gonna meet him again right might be blocking your blessings but straight up and, and uh, the thing is crazy with me personally that's why i'm real slow to anger you know what I'm saying? Because I understand what mindset we are as a people. You know, we're very ignorant right now. You know, with that state, at times we be very ignorant. You know, we don't know ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know who we are. So, you know, at times when we get into, you know, disagreements and stuff, we feel that we have to go all the way to the top um, and, and, you know, get out of character with each other. So, you know, I, I, I always, like, I'm real slow to anger and patient with people that look like me, you know what I'm saying, that sense, I don't want to put my hands on them, so I'm, I'm, but I am going to defend myself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, at times, you're going to have to do that, but I wouldn't treat uh, a person that looked like me no different than I would treat a police officer, because right. I don't care about no uniform, it's the same, the same thing, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, I don't care if you're a Caucasian, I don't care what stat, status you got, I'm just going to have to deal with that, right. because now, we at that point now, and I'm going to do that, and I got to I gotta be fair with my people in the same way, right. you know what I'm saying, it's crazy, like, I hear you hearing songs like, I ain't ducking nothing but the police. What? You see what I'm saying? Like, so we know we, we ain't ducking each other. Mm-hmm. We ducking the Caucasian when he, when he addresses us or approaches us or mm-hmm. something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I ain't on that, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I really love my people. We've been beaten enough. We've been beaten enough. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not... We I'm here I'm here to try to civilize you, you know what I'm saying, not beat you down. That's all that's all we've been been we've been beating down, you know, right. mentally and physically. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to take the higher route. But, you know, I am gonna defend myself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I'm a I'm gonna try to disengage and bring it down as yeah, much as I can. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because God don't teach he don't teach turn the other cheek. You put your hands on me. You gonna get the same reaction, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and that's that's just the laws. Right. But he does he does talk about, you know, he doesn't like the aggressor. God do not like the aggressor at all. Right. But if you are attacked, you fight with those who fight with you, and he grants you with success. Mm-hmm. Like, that's 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 just where I'm at with it. You know what I mean? So, my patience is there. Yeah, man. It's, I was watching this um this video on YouTube. Well, not YouTube. It was actually on IG. Man, IG be letting you know about everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially Fuchsia. Fuchsia's like, he the, he the plug on the streets. But um, yeah, for real. <laughs> where you from? I don't know, bro. But I've seen Fuchs, that page, he though. he he put a lot of North Carolina stuff, so he got to be from yeah, North it's Carolina. Like the, it's like the low, like off brand of shade room. Yeah, bro. yeah, but he man, like he be getting a lot of stuff. But it was these two, it was these uh, young boys on there, man. They was interviewing with some um with some white guys okay. in their neighborhood, and um the dude was like, they was just the young boys was just talking, and they was like, man. 
you know, um, I really think they need to squash this beef. I forget who he was talking about squashing the beef with. He was like, but it's crazy to to see um, grown, you know, it's crazy and it's sad to hear how grown men, how they fighting and shooting and killing each other. Because when you shooting and killing each other, you only got one life to live. You don't come back to, you don't come back here. He was like, and then we hear um, how, I forget he did get the dude's name, how um, how he was crawling on the ground, um, crying, screaming, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. He was like, these dudes need to squash all that beef. But what got me was the fact that this young this young man had to be nothing but 10 or 11 years old talking like this. You know what I'm saying? Which means this young man plugged to the streets at a young age, bro. Right. At a young age. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what really got me. And it's like, man, like. It's serious. Like what our what our what our young men and women are going through in these communities in their environments, what they're seeing on a day to day basis is getting serious. You know what I'm saying? And somebody somebody commented and was like, oh, man, that little nigga going to be like that in the next uh, 10, 15 years from now. And it's that type of mentality right there, too. Like, why would you wish that on that young man? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we got to do stuff to the. If we see young men like that, man, I feel like we need to go and try to help these young men, bro. Mm-hmm. These young men sitting there talking about it, they hear it, they seeing it. We need to go in communities and help these young men, bro, and tell them, mm-hmm. like, nah, bro, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be like that. Absolutely. That's bad. Like, yes, you you better than that. Just like you said in the video, you better than that. So, look, let's get young bro down the street. Let's put him on some sports or something because that's all, right. all it is. All right. That's all it is. And that's why I think even... On another note, that's why I think CMS dropped that uh, GPA requirement. CMS dropped the GPA requirement. They might be dumbing down the kids, but at the same time, I think what they're doing, they're seeing so many homicides in Charlotte now that they dropped the GPA requirement, bro. You ain't got to make a 2.0 GPA no more to play sports. Now, it can can be a, a twofold of that. Like you can you can be dumbing down the society, you can be dumbing down these kids and just let anybody on the football field, but then you got the ones that's already doing good who be like, Man shit, I ain't gotta make no two point no more. I can play sports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it has to be a balance, man. It has to be a balance. Like the biggest habit that I broke was saying it's not my problem. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you you ever like see two black men fighting in the streets or something like that or they made my children. No, it is my issue. It is my problem because I know better. You know what I'm saying? I know something that they don't know, so it's my mm-hmm. problem. So I mean, I that's that's how I became like fearless <laughs> in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not afraid to approach somebody that look like me or my peers. I'm talking about older to young, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if I Feels I have something to you know give, and I'm I'm willing to receive just as much as I'm willing to give. I've right. never been that person that you know what I'm saying just all talking then can't listen to somebody. Like I listen to understand, not just to hear. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I'm I'm just like trying to be real balanced with that. But I the biggest like issue that I broke really was stop saying it's not my problem. You yeah. know what I'm saying it is my problem. Yeah, like I'm watching five like you know what I'm saying thirteen year olds. Fighting each other, you know what I'm saying, over something silly. Mm. I'm not about to just let them fight, you know what I'm saying? It's it's real foolish, man. You got teenagers and adults sitting around letting that happen, you know what I'm saying? And why? I'm I mean, I I know what I'm gonna do, but it's like, why am I the only person thinking like this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, y'all got you got grown men, and I, I try to make them feel silly, and I call them out like y'all grown men sitting here watching these children mm. rip at each other for no reason over foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Because now they trying to... It's proving grounds. They ain't trying to look weak in front of their peers. Right. Or whatnot. 
You know what I'm saying? That shit's so silly and weak. It's really them, bro. Like, it's it's the older people. You know what I mean? They, they're they the ones that need to be held responsible. You know yep. what I'm saying? We yep. have to be held responsible. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's sick. Like, how, how could you let something like that go on until one of them die, hit the head on the curve or something like that? And, and then now it's a tragedy. You know what I'm saying? But we scream and holler when one, when one of ours get killed by our lives matter. You know what I'm saying? But we, <laughs> we doing all that in the community. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, I understand where we come from. You know what I'm saying? We have a hard history with the outsiders. Mm-hmm. But look what we doing on the inside. You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, we got to protect our own protect our own on all levels. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's when respect come. For sure. That's when the respect going to come. When we learn to... That's, that's how... My mom used to say that to me. When I was young, when you learn to protect your brother and when you learn to respect your brother and you, and you, you, um, you take care of your brother, then, then nobody else on the outside going to disrespect them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with us. Mm-hmm. When we learn to protect each other and learn to respect each other. That's when everybody else will do the same thing. That's when everybody else will do the same thing. And that is so real. You disrespect your little brother in front of a crowd of people, they gonna think it's okay. That's how they gonna think it's okay to do it. It's a serious thing. It's a very serious thing. And that's real, bro. It's a serious thing. That's real, bro. So, and that's, that's how we gotta, that's how we gotta look at the black race. We gotta realize, like, man, the only reason why we getting treated like animals and getting killed on the streets like animals and keep killing each other is because we ain't got respect for each other. Yeah. We ain't got respect for each other. And yeah. when and when other people see all oh, these black folk, they ain't got respect for each other. They gonna continue. They gonna treat us the same way. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Nah, that's real. That's, that's how true. we stop it, bro. On top of on top of everything, like everything that we've been talking about today, um, I think with the change of all of these different things from high to low. Um, I think it'll also change the mentality of the the black household mm-hmm. and how hard parents work mm-hmm. in those households mm-hmm. and still fail to pay the rent sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you get an eviction notice on the door. I've seen that plenty of times in my life, and I know what it did for me to uh, know when the police is at the door mm-hmm. and nothing bad has happened. But you know why they did, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, what it did for me is it did stray me. It, it it gave me a worker's mentality. But a child ain't supposed to know what work is at the magnitude that right. a lot of our children, our young black children, know at that age. You mm-hmm. find that out as an adult. You got to get to enjoy your life and see what you like. Facts. See what you are good at before you know what work is. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that to say... Um, It'll stop the young black teenage teenage boys and girls from doing outside things to make money to help their home, mm-hmm. their household. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Because I did things at a young age that try to help my mom household because I know what it was like to to, mm-hmm. to to um to see her struggle right and not have some time for you know. Right. So with the change of all of that, I think those things will change too mm-hmm. in our next generations to come. That's real. It's a it, it's it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary. That's it's real, man. That's a fact. That's why a lot of these kids, um, I was talking to somebody, she worked in the jail, and she said one of the main reasons why our kids are getting locked up or in or in trouble is because they said they need money in their pockets. Oh, yeah. for real. That's a real thing. Oh. 
I ain't trying to cut you off, baby, but I, I, it's something just sparked my mind. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. That, like, when, you, when we go into the communities, we have to have something that we're giving. You see what I'm saying? We can't, it's nothing, it's nothing to take no more. You know what I'm saying? We have to provide these things for it because they're going to get it out the streets. Yeah. Because, like, who wants to see, as a son, you know, a strong young man, a lot of our households, we ain't have our fathers mm-hmm. at all like that. You know, we had strong women, black women, but only a woman can raise a, man, a young man, but to some mm-hmm. point, she can do a real good job. You know what I'm saying? My mother did it, you know what I mean? But you still need a, a male type of figure to, to get him to the next level right. and to become truly the man he's supposed to be. So us as like men like us, you know what I'm saying? We have to have these things set in place so we can just bring them on because they don't have nothing already. Right. So if you already got something set up, they're not going to say no. It's an opportunity to make cash. It's an opportunity to, to, do, to change, you know what I'm saying? And and that's that's what we have to we have to get resources. You know what I'm saying? We need resources in order to win over our people because that is the things that they need. Yeah, they need wisdom, yeah, they need they, they need sense and stuff, but they we need resources as a people in order to go further right. into this life. You know what I'm saying? We need that because they're gonna go in the streets and you already know, like is they gonna be running from a bullet for the whole? You know what I'm saying for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? And and once like they get in that they world, need resources, bro. Uh, it's it's a serious thing. Like when you got a 14 year old coming home with a wad of cash. You know what I'm saying? And his mother's like trying to figure out why why this why why do you where are you getting this money from? Mm-hmm. And and he he gives it to her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he just genuinely want to help because he see mama struggling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a real thing. I we see that. Right. We know that. You know what I'm saying? We've experienced that. We lived that. You know what I mean? Not so, even understanding. Excuse me. Yeah, no. That that's just that's just temporary. You got to do it again. <laughs> you got to do it again. Um, that's just temporary. That one time you giving it to your mom, you, but you have to do it again. So you got to sacrifice again. You have to go back out there and do it again, over and over and over again. And your mama accepted. Your father accepted because the help is needed. It's it's still needed. Still need it. It's a key point. Man, you got to do it again. And so, uh, putting your life at risk. <laughs> putting it all it's on the table. It's not funny at all, but, nah, it's, it's, it, but it's very much so necessary to change. That's real. We, we, we don't know nothing about the American dream. We've only experienced the American nightmare as a people. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know nothing about that. This is our life. Like, this whole podcast right here, from when we broke down our history all the way up to now. This is this is this is the black man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we're changing it though. It's it's we we gonna we, we gonna change we, the narrative. We're, we're, we're experiencing it. We're experiencing the better the better side of it. Oh yeah, honestly, sure. for sure. That's why we can have this conversation healed. Yeah, we healed. I mean, we passing it on to the to the next person. You know what I'm saying? I I know a lot of people tune in to our podcast, and people been asking, you know, uh, waiting for us to bring out with these words because and, and literally I've come in contact with people that I haven't met before and like y'all checked out your podcast it's cool you know what I'm saying so I know people are listening mm. and, and you know and God gave us this gift bro you know what sure. I'm saying so we really exercising and you know I know he's pleased you know what I mean I know he's pleased yeah I mean I can't believe the damn mic's gonna work in the day man we're gonna I'm gonna have to just keep bringing my mic because I just knew them things was gonna be working today so that's why I took my mic out of my bag it's well, it happened this is one of the I, I think this is one of the most powerful podcasts we had without those mics yeah I said it was a blessing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it turned out to be a, a beautiful conversation right right um, so, so we dug we, deep yeah sure. definitely definitely deep on this one. um also man uh right. yes, so yeah fellas um man it's that time man and hey listen y'all we really hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast 
with me, my bro side, and my brother, my brother Just Strive, man. And, you know, man, look, we're going to make it happen each and every time for y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on Spotify, Spotify, Anchor Podcast, and anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find this podcast, the Giving the Game Podcast. All right. But look, y'all got any closing remarks, bro? Um, stay strong. You know what I'm saying? We back. We we, we coming we coming with the fire. So yeah. we here. What Saad said, also what you said, Avery man, is a blessing to be here today. Yes sir, yes Brother sir. Time. Yes sir. Time. All right, now like we said, man, I'm your boy Avery Fawcett. This is my boy Bro Saad. This is my boy Just Strive. Follow us on IG, Coach Fawcett at Bro Side and at Just Strive. We out of here, man.